Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita. We are on day 26 of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita. Today we will start with chapter 2, text 29. And um, yeah, with that, let's let's get into it. Hare Krishna. So, yes, we are now coming towards the conclusion of the first section of the Bhagavad Gita. The, fir- uh, the first instructive section of the Gita is from 2.11 to 30. So let's look at 2.29. Ascharyavat pasyati kaschidenam Ascharyavat vadati tathai vachanyah Ascharyavat chainam anyah shnunoti Shutvapyenam vedana chaiva kaschit Some look on the soul as amazing. Some describe him as amazing and some hear of him as amazing. While others, even after hearing about him, cannot understand him at all. Mm. It sounds so, like that amazing song. You know that song, Amazing? <laughs> Forget how it oh, goes. I don't know what. Okay. It goes like that, though. It is amazing. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so amazing is a. Is the, the Bhagavad Gita, as I mentioned, is actually a poem. So because it's a poem, it's a it's it's a philosophical book in the form of a poem, but still ultimately it's a poem. So what happens because of that? There are often times when there are a lot of poetic descriptions in the Gita. So this is playing with the word amazing. So what's happening till now? Krishna has described the soul. And he has used various arguments to main to to point to the existence of the soul, and then he has talked about how even those who don't accept the existence of the soul need also not lament because ultimately it just matters then. So then he is summarizing in this verse different people's visions of the soul, or visions or conceptions of the soul. So now he's talking about four people broadly in this text. Ashcharyavat. So this the Ashcharyavat is it's really amazing. And we'll see in what sense the word amazing is used. So there are a few people who have perception about the soul. So these are, we could say, seers. They have become spiritually realized enough to see the soul. We will be discussing the subject later that once we become spiritually advanced, right now, we can intuit the existence of the soul through analysis, through logic, even through our introspection. But eventually, there is perception. Just as we see physical objects, the physical eyes, this perception happens through non-material senses, non-material sensory mechanisms, we can say. So basically, there is the process, the process of yoga, which the Gita will discuss later, by which the soul can be perceived. But here, the soul was offered as something can be inferred from existence, inferred from observation and logic. But so there's, so there are a few people who perceive the soul. And when they understand the soul, they find it amazing. So I'll talk about why each of these categories of people find it amazing later. But there are now there are people who offer, they speak about the soul. They offer 
education about the soul. Education is a formal word, but they talk about the soul with others. So these are, these could be the seers. These could also be seekers who are moving toward being seers. They have understood the soul and they want others to know about it. So I would say that most of us, at least I've tried to fall in this category where I have this understanding and I feel it's important and I want to share it with others. And I think that's one reason why you are also here on the podcast. So that's education. Now, there are other people, they have information about the soul. And when they get the information, they, they're stunned. Oh, is there some core to me which is non-material, which is indestructible? That information itself is, is transformative for them. They find it life, life-changing insight that they get. So... These we could you could say are, are the spiritual starters. They are the neophytes, the beginners, the tyros. So they are the starting off, and for them this is a life changing insight which propels them on their spiritual journey. And the last is people who are in oblivion. So they just oblivion can mean forgetfulness. It can mean incomprehension. So if you want to keep the rhyme incomprehension. So they just can't understand the soul. How could there be something like a soul? So these are people who are largely materialists. So these materialists, they find the idea of the soul unbelievable, incomprehensible, unbelievable. So in this way, the soul is seen as amazing by different people. And that's what is being talked about over here. Mm. So I can go into why each category thinks of it as amazing a little later, but any reflections at this point? Is this at all similar to the four kinds of people that come to spiritual life, like the materialist, the curious, the distressed, the enlightened? Could you that's, tie That's them? interesting. Yeah, it is a little different. Okay. It could be, because, but that is more of, it's not just coming to understanding the soul. It is more about approaching God. That is mm. talked about in later on in 7.16 to 19 in the Gita. And we will come to that. Okay. That is, there's sure. more people who approach God. They also have four categories. Four kinds are there. Now here it's more like four four attitudes toward the soul. Or four, I would say, yeah. Okay. Mm. So it's it's not even exactly four attitudes because you could say that the first three or at least the first two fall in one category. Both of them are spiritualists. They both accept the soul. But it's just that once they it's more like you could find four reactions or responses to the concept of the soul okay so it's the idea that we like progress through them so we like or you could progress through them so you start like as a materialist and <laughs> you start looking for information that's like your starting point you become a little more open to it then you become more like a teacher or somebody who talks about it and then you get to the place where you just inherently understand it could it be like that yeah so the four ideas could also be progress progressive it could be a progression through cat- categories. And while it's a progression, 
it's interesting you could say that eat at each stage first somebody might ridicule the idea of the soul and think how can anyone believe in something like this and then somebody is you know this how could i not understand it before now how could i have not accepted it before and then now that i know it how can anyone's life have meaning without knowing about it i without i need to tell them about it mm. it's like if i have a medicine that has say cured a disease for me and i see anyone suffering from that disease i want to tell them about the medicine and i may not be fully cured right now but i'm on the way to being cured and i'm grateful for that but once i am fully cured if i have been sick for a long long time you could say the state of health itself is a miracle complete fitness if i have had constant back pain and the back pain even if it decreases from say 100 to 70% that's a great thing but from 100 to 0 it becomes that's a miracle so we could say health recovery we could also use it like that so say suppose everybody is blind in the kingdom of blind so nobody has ever seen anything because everybody there is blind then if somebody says you know with these eyes you can see and there's a beautiful world out there to be explored through the eyes what are you talking about there's no such thing so that would be the first category they consider the soul the materialist considers soul to be amazing in the sense it's amazingly unbelievable idea hmm. how could they even believe it hmm? but somebody just gets the gets the uh, gets the idea or gets the principle of seeing oh we don't we don't just have to just probe and grope around with our senses and us with our, with our hands and with our smell try to figure out we have eyes and we can see so although they have not seen it it's it's a person gets the principle of seeing they get a hope that i can be cured at hope principle of seeing and you could say principle and hope of, principle of and hope of seeing mm? so that itself is amazing is that oh there is a whole new universe to be explored wow that's amazing i want to know more about it so that's that's one level then somebody says get some sight so that's when oh i got like some i recovered something i can see something and this is great i want to tell everyone you can recover their sight so this is this is where somebody becomes a educator hmm what a just terminology might hmm? call as a preacher that word has a negative connotation preacher teacher but the point is and really wants to share with others and then get full sight so when i'm using the word some sight here at least one has got the conviction one may not have got the perfect perception but is conviction it's like you get the conviction that this treatment is working as compared to what i used to see earlier i am able to see so much more now so it's not that there's no restoration of the sight but still this is the place where one is seer and that is where this complete restoration of the sight and then 
on just oh what beautiful world there is to see there is so much more to see hmm yeah you think we'll ever get up there this lifetime prabhu <laughs> well what are, the, what are the chances i mean i'll be happy i'll be happy if i get there any time because mm-hmm. just that journey itself makes life worthwhile hmm. hmm so so that that is the idea of the soul being amazing any comments balram i had one question prabhu this is wonderful and i i'm taking us deeper but i when you, when you read it i just wanted to ask about the word him seeing him is amazing what is why is this produced well i think in the he or him was gender inclusive you know it it meant to it referred to both male and females but why not like man proposes god man proposes god disposes so there the word man it doesn't refer only to man it refers to it just a articulate way of saying humanity you know it is man and woman propose god disposes doesn't have that punch to it so the beauty elegance the brevity to it so he him now the the soul what alternatives could be there it could be it but it conveys the idea of it being an object being impersonal so he or him is conveys the idea of personal now this soul you could use the word adam this but this again does not emphasize this is in one sense non descript or non informative it does not tell us it's just a pointer so mm, mm, that's why i think the he is used in the translation him is used okay is it related all to the super soul i've heard of the super soul that the super soul is amazing mm-hmm. you we could apply that source to so that verse to that but the overall context is not about the super soul over here because at this stage the basically for those who are new super soul is the idea of is the manifestation of divinity that is present within every heart so the soul is in if you consider <laughs> so the soul is at the core of every being and it is said that the manifestation of divine at the super soul is present next to every soul so this is so because it is a supreme being so the word used for him is the super soul we will discuss the super the idea of the super soul much more much more as we explore the bhagavad gita okay. but the point is that here uh, what the gita is talking about is the soul because the gita talks about the soul leaving one body and going to another body isn't it the super soul is present in every body the super soul is god who is omnipresent so the idea of super soul leaving one body treating a body like a dress and going to another body that is talked about in 222 so that doesn't really refer to 
that doesn't really uh, it doesn't make sense over there that the soul is going to the super the super soul god does not need a body in this world so and there is no clear transition of of person object being ref, of referent of object being referred to over here where where the gita is saying okay now we were referring to one spiritual being now we are referring to another spiritual being and somebody could argue that this whole section is referring to that one supreme being only it's not referring to the soul at all but again that does not make sense because the whole idea is that the soul is present in this body it leaves this body to go to another body if it were god god is present in every body and so i think krishna has also talked about multiplicity of individuality in uh, 212 where he has talked about i you and all these kings we all are going to we existed in the past we exist in the present and we exist in the future so generally speaking in a conversation say if i am talking about you and then i keep talking or i am talking about say we are talking about somebody in the third person he that person he and while talking that if i am going to change my subject to some other person i would mention that so he or that person and i suddenly start referring using he or that person to refer to someone else no careful convert speaker would change the referent without a clear explanation okay we were talking about that talking about that person now now we are talking about this other person so there is no no change of referent the person the thing or object being referred to in eta if it, since the time krishna started instructing 211 till this point 229 there's no change of referent so either this now either this has to refer to the, throughout to the super soul which doesn't make sense and that means it refers to the soul now can the words be applied to the super soul it can be that once we understand that divine is present within our heart that's amazing so sometimes texts can have meaning beyond their context hmm? but hmm. just because a text has a meaning beyond the context does not mean that uh, that is the main meaning of the text we have to look at the meaning of the text in the context okay i see okay thank you yeah so just to complete this point in context mm-hmm. is against the context and there is beyond the context so now sometimes checking for some meanings beyond the context is fine so in the context is okay this is the i would say the most important beyond the context is also okay against the context that is where it becomes a big problem so there are there are quotes from say shakespeare or jane austen or famous authors like that which have become a part of the common usage in contemporary english society english speaking society uh, now those quotes may have been made in a particular context the most people who may use that quote may not even know in what context is it is being used mm-hmm. 
say all the world is a stage that's a famous quote by shakespeare now we can use it yeah the world is like a stage it's to some extent it's like uh, it's like maya but now that's not what exactly shakespeare was saying can it be applied that way yes it can be so that's using the quote beyond the context but uh, just using beyond the context so, so if you use it beyond the context it can refer to the super soul so now just a quick uh, elaboration on this what is so amazing why do different people so see the soul as amazing let's start with those who are incomprehension now for some people the idea that there is a soul there is something beyond the body it just doesn't make sense for example that when the body is cut i feel pain when the body is comforted i feel comfort so we could say body's sensations are my sensations so how could i ever be anything beyond the body that's of course so it's it's beyond it's in the soul is invisible no microscope can find it so why would anyone believe in something which is invisible why would somebody believe in something which runs contrary to our experience so that might be a reason why somebody might consider incomprehensible hmm. but the point is they're like over identified yeah. on the bodily platform huh they're like so identified on the bodily platform that they can't even conceive something outside of that realm well could be but i mean i mean i'm just going from a logical perspective also over here i'm just saying that that's the reason why somebody might be skeptical about the idea of the soul mm-hmm. right okay my my experience is limited to my body but then we say is it really limited to the body say for example even if we consider dreams now our body may be comfortably lying on bed but we are experiencing something different maybe we are experiencing ourselves being chased by a tiger or maybe we are enjoying a picnic or a trek or a party or whatever now that may have some effects on the body eventually which is by a tiger we might wake up panting and sweating but actually speaking our body was never in danger so dreams indicate that you could say that our experiences hmm they go beyond the body's experiences mm-hmm. our experiences are a sub, are are a, the bigger superset and the body's experiences are superset are a subset so now of course for many people if they don't really think or explore then they may not have any experiences many experiences beyond the body but so while why it is incomprehensible is understandable for some people but that doesn't necessarily mean that the idea is entirely incomprehensible and then for somebody who understands it why is it so amazing uh, for those who comprehend it those who get that information because it's it brings fresh meaning and purpose to life most of us we live our life to gain material things in this world 
and yes those material things are important but if there is a part of us that is going to survive beyond death then we need to be preparing for that also if i am living in a house i may spend my entire energy decorating that house but if i know this is not the house i am going to stay after for one year then i'll think okay what am i going to do uh, what what savings do i have what resources do i have what house will i be going to and how can i prepare to have a good house so, so this is like understanding the present house is temporary it changes our whole perspective and purpose of life mm. and same way when those who are trying to give the education they start seeing that oh, there is so much higher meaning that comes to life there is so much fulfillment that is available once one understands life spiritual side and one starts so much fulfillment is there why should anyone be deprived of this how was i missing it uh, uh, how was i how did i live missing it for so long so let me get it and let me get it as quickly as possible let me share it with others as much as possible that's the, that's how they feel it's amazing and then when there is perception that's the level one actually sees that you know there is a joy you could say the idea that there is a giant creature maybe like the whale and then there is a tiny microbe so both of these are animated by the by a soul of the similar qualities so we really start thinking that the soul must be extraordinary it's like we have the same engine which is running a tiny child's toy car and we have the same engine that is running a jumbo jet plane hey what kind of engine is this so that's how the same engine or similar engine if it's running the two very diverse devices so then we'll see what kind of engine is this is amazing so that's how the soul is seen as amazing by those who perceive it hmm? so that's that's one point quickly about this so this is the 29th verse and with this the next verse krishna concludes that i'll just quickly you talk about that verse and we'll finish that is that okay should we finish that one we can i'm like thoroughly convinced that the soul is amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so dehi nitehi nityam avadhyoyam dehe sarvasya bharata tasmat sarvani bhutani natvam shochitum arhasi translation oh descendant of bharat he who dwells in the body can never be slain therefore you need not grieve for any living being yes so here krishna is more or less concluding the section he started from 11 till 30 and the consistent implication of this is that don't lament why don't lament these two insights soul is eternal you could say soul is indestructible that means the people whom you are worried about they they as their souls and they are not going to die 
and the body is not just destructible the body is inevitably destructible everybody is going to be destroyed so therefore both of these are truths why do you lament now this theme of don't lament it came in the 11th text it came in the 13th text then 13th text was a indirect reference namuhiyati but then specifically this has come again and again if you see if you look at the verses it came that's exact word now another word variant is that's in 28th verse but 27th is nashochitum 26th is again nainam shochitum 25th is nanushochitum so 25 26 27 30 use the same word so this is a sometimes in the same word is used again 28 the same theme is used but a slightly different word so the idea is that this is something which is a core message soul is indestructible do not lament so with this krishna concludes the section of the bhagavad gita so i'll quickly summarize so we discussed three main points first is that about the amazing soul how different people perceive the soul as amazing in different ways then so there are four categories of people those who are those who are those are seers who perceive the soul those who get get the perception of the soul those who are offering those who educate others about the soul those are they are seers they are seekers on the way to being seers then there are those who learn about the soul and those are the starters spiritual and those who can't understand can't get it these are the materialists and then we talked about does the amazing soul refer to the super soul in that connection we discussed understanding the text in the context text it can be with respect to the context in context beyond context and against the context so in and beyond are okay at times and the last point was that this is a conclusion don't lament it's a conclusion that consistently came in this in this section of the bhagavad gita and is emphasized in the last text so 11 13 25 26 27 28 and 30 thank you very much thank you hari krishna